Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. There's an important message waiting for you at the Truth About Child Loss podcast. It's a message of heartache and pain, but also of strength, faith, resilience, perseverance. The Truth About Child Loss by the Christian Jaden Project, available now on Spotify. Are you looking to make a lifestyle change for your health and wellness? Try personal training through Renegade Soul. Follow Renegade Soul 216 on Instagram and Facebook. Go to the website www.renegadesoul216.com. Sign up today for your first personal training session. You're worth it. Good evening, Cleveland, uh, America. Anybody from anywhere that's paying any attention to us, (laughs) (laughs) we don't care where the signal coming from. Right. Uh, Welcome. We thank you guys for being here. Uh, Welcome to uh, our Sunday. Usually it's called our football Sunday edition. Today I'm going to call it our foosball edition. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Ron Pierce, better known as RP. And I'm your other host, Big Sean. How's everybody doing this evening? Well, I think I, general, off. I, I mean, I, I think in general, everybody else is doing better than anybody here in Cleveland or anybody that claims to be a Browns fan, should I say. Um, I'm disappointed more so than angry. And that's it's a difference. There is a difference. Um, I'm just disappointed in, in, in the product that was put out today, because one of the things that I've been one of my biggest arguments over the course of being a Browns fan isn't always that we lose, it's how we lose and what we look like in the losses. Um, and they look to be uh, as frank, to be as frank as possible, they look like absolute trash today um, from start to finish. Uh, there were parts of the game that looked a little better than others, and there were parts of the team that looked not much. better than others, but it wasn't not it much wasn't, at all. It was, it was not, not a whole lot. It was not a whole lot that that came out. Uh, I tell you what, if anything came out smelling like roses, I just want to remind everybody that roses really smell like boo boo. Okay, okay. Yeah, there was nothing. Go ahead. Nothing good about today's game. Final score was thirty-eight to seven. Um, This is seventeen straight losses um, at Heinz Field. Um, The last time the Browns won was in two thousand and three, with Tim Couch as our quarterback. Um, of all things. So once again, we have, uh, for those of you who don't know, back in the 70s through the mid 80s, once they opened up Three Rivers Stadium, we had what we call the Three Rivers Jinx, when we could not beat Pittsburgh on the road. So from 1970 until 1986, we could not beat them on the road. And we seem to be um, in that stage once again. So from beginning to end 
it was ugly. And now let me, I'm going to say this real quick, and then we'll go ahead and get into, into the game. I predicted the Browns to lose, um, but what confirmed it for me when um, Kevin Stefanski was doing like his midweek conference call, um, and someone asked him, um, is there any special meaning to this game, you know, being in a rivalry game? And he just said, uh, no, it's just another game on the schedule, and we're trying to go one and no this week. Right there, I knew that we were going to lose because another guy this is don't not just a regular game. And he doesn't hopefully he gets it now. He did he's been in Minnesota up there forever. Um, I know their rivalry is who? What Minnesota Bears. Yeah, the uh, Bears, Bears kind of, uh the Green Bay. Know. Right. And maybe he doesn't really understand the dynamics of Cleveland and, and the Pittsburgh rivalry. Hopefully he does now. Well, listen, um, because you can't convey to your team, especially it's a, it's a divisional game anyway, that it's just another game. And that the right thing. there, I knew that we weren't going to come out any type. Now, of if I had heard that, I would I would absolutely agree with that assessment. Because had I heard that, I would have been pissed. Like it's uh, what three to four days later, and I'm pissed that he would actually say that because I'm perplexed. Because to me, you don't need an explanation as to why a division game means something. It's a division game. Even if right. we don't get the whole backstory of the teams themselves, it's a division game. It's not a regular game. Dummy, do you realize that in order for you to get to the playoffs, you gotta win your division? Like that's a, that's a signed, sealed and delivered envelope guaranteeing your way into the playoffs. Right. So to say, oh, it's just another game. No, the hell it's not. It can't ever be a regular game when it when it's a divisional game and when it's a team that's kicked the shit out of you 16 times straight. Like that, as you can tell, I wasn't irritated before. That irritates me. <laughs> that completely irritates me. Like, Man, that, yeah, it, it, it kind of reminds me. Know this. Right, kind of reminds me like um, when John Cooper was at Ohio State and he never – Said the Absolutely. Michigan game was any was any different than any other game. Absolutely, um, and we consistently lost to them when he was head coach. Got our um, but, to us and had some better rosters uh, when he was here. Oh, but, oh, exactly. Like a matter of fact, Ohio State had way better talent back then than they do even like now. Like on these, probably teams, so. You know, but uh, let's uh, as you guys can tell, it's, it's going to be one of those. It is actually our first show. Um, during the season in which the Browns have lost a game. So I think this is like, I've been waiting for like that after the game feeling that, you know, that uh, Sean and I kind of have, and that we can maybe even convey to you guys. And, and as Browns fans who, who, who might be listening, I hope some of this touches on some of the concerns that you guys have. I always feel that it might, but we'll see, we'll find out. So, We'll move right into the to the game uh, stuff that we talked about, the pregame stuff that we talked about on uh, our Wednesday show, on the midweek show. Uh, Browns versus Steelers uh, coming into the game. Sean, how did you – what were some of your pregame uh, notions and did you see any of those correlations in the game? Um, my just main concerns was, um, you know, protecting Baker Mayfield, you know, from that defense, from that front seven. I knew they were going to – um, you know, bring some intensity and bring the house. 
and pretty much try to take away our running game and force Baker Mayfield to put the game on his shoulders. Um, that was really the main thing that I was kind of keying on. And the offensive line played absolutely terrible. But I want to put some of that like on the coaching too, because my thing is, um, if you know that they're going to be bringing a house like that, you got to do something to back them off um, mm-hmm. with screen passes. Now we did run some screen passes, but they were all to the tight end. Every you know, last one. Um, um, we didn't match their intensity at all. Um, they were playing at a different speed. At least I will say this, they were playing at a different speed on defense. Offensively, Pittsburgh really looked kind of pedestrian. Um, but on the flip mm-hmm. side, but their defense was really bringing the heat. And, you know, the Baker Mayfield was uncomfortable pretty much the whole game. Now, any type of rhythm. And I think, and, and I will say this, you know, we've been praising Stefanski pretty much all season. But I think this was his first really bad, you know, not kind of, we, we can discount the Baltimore game because of circumstances in the off season. But as far as um, every other game, this was his worst game that he's called as offensive coordinator. And then he was just flat out out coached today. I think it's just as simple as that. And hopefully you learn from it. Agreed. You know, he is a rookie coach. So Agreed. he, he's gonna, he has to learn some things just like young players have to learn things. You know, it's a tough business in the NFL. All right. Well, I spoke on the offensive line as well because I knew that, uh, you know, these guys bring heat uh, week after week after week, play after, uh, down after down after down, series after series. These guys just bring heat. They always – they're always blitzing five to seven. And, I mean, we could probably go all the way back to the 80s, am I correct? Right. <laughs> Where yeah. that's – kind of been their moniker that's kind of what they've done uh nothing super exotic but they do do some exotic uh give you some exotic looks yeah um, they mix it up they don't really so sometimes yeah, they'll show you the same thing twice they don't they try not to show you the same thing uh twice and you alluded to this you actually pointed it out in specifics the other day uh that uh tomlin would go out of his way to ensure that what we do well, we wouldn't be able to do well, which would present another wrinkle in terms of how we played the game. So, you know, put us at a weakness as opposed to allowing us to play into our strengths. And he, he definitely did that with the, uh, with what they were doing defensively. Uh, they, they were all over the place. Um, the O-line looked as confused at times, not the whole game, but the O-line looked as confused at times as Baker did. Um, so I've absolutely praised the O-line every week of this season, pretty much. Uh, today, I, I probably wouldn't praise them. I don't think they did an awful job. I just I don't think that. I don't think they didn't. I don't think they did their normal great job. And I think that some of the stuff that'll fall on them came from other aspects that made lost your audio Ron the uh the run game I, I didn't think we'd be able to just run 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 
but I, I did expect us to run, you know, three and a half to, to 3.8 ish to help us out. And we had some pretty decent runs, some solid runs. <clears throat> I think getting behind so early, it kind of eliminated any effectiveness that the run game might have been. Um, right. And I, I don't think the run game was going to be effective today. Um, I, I, at wasn't, all. I wasn't expecting it. I expected a lot of what we saw last week, just some, you know, three, four yards here, maybe just getting to the line of scrimmage there. I wasn't expecting it. However, I needed or, or wanted to see if we could at least hold them at bay. And I think we might have been able to had we not gone down so Yeah, and nobody still has blocked Bud Dupree yet. I mean, he's still sacking Baker Mayfield and disrupting the plays. He's still running into the backfield, Un, untouched. Uh, Wills didn't do an awful job, but I think he was confused by the skate. That's what I mean. I think that the yeah. offense was just confused. Uh, and I saw I, I saw some stuff, and I'll, I'll get into that a little bit later. Also, one of my pregame things was the defensive backs versus Ben and uh, Claypool. And, uh, yeah, I forgot to touch on that, too. And those guys. And I thought that that would be a problem because I think Claypool is a problem. And to, to be up against our – cornerbacks who aren't that great to begin with and then our safeties are I don't even know that there's a word to describe our safety play uh, yeah. that's awful enough that <laughs> you don't have an adjective to uh, describe it I don't, know, I don't know that there's one that effectively um, describes what we see from week to week and, you know, the few decent ones that we have, Carl Joseph uh, is one of them, was out. So now you got Zendejo and people that they thought didn't belong on the roster after they added Zendejo. Exactly. And, and listen, Andrew Zendejo could possibly be the worst football player that has a Browns uniform. He could possibly be that. He is absolutely being scorched. He's almost always out of place. He's almost always mm-hmm. a step behind. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 becoming <clears throat> like a, a running a joke almost for for what he does. Yeah, you're waiting for it. you know at least once or twice a game he's going to get beat deep or be so, a step late over know, the top. And I, and I remember last week too. I mentioned like Terrence Mitchell and. And uh, some of these guys, uh, uh-huh. Sheldrick Redwine, Redwine looked like Sheldrick Redwine today. You know, he, he looked just like himself. Not, <laughs> you know what, not, though? He was not the guy from, from a week ago. He looked just like himself. But again, I think that they're all in positions and they're all in spots that don't always bring their strengths out. And a lot of that is because of injury. Right. But I knew going into this game that they could be a problem, and they were uh, they were trash. If I could, I mean, I know trash gets thrown around often. These dudes were trash today. The, the, I put on one of my friends' uh, Facebook page. She said the defense sucked. Blah 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 blah. I said, hey, anything beyond behind the defensive line.
you lost your audio again. All right, it's back. Yeah, for some reason, it's, it's muting you automatically. It's just muted? Okay. Yeah. I was trying to, look, I was trying to do it without the mic. Maybe I need the mic. That's I was all good. The mic in my face, should I say. Right. Technical so, difficulties are all part of the podcast and radio broadcast world. Things happen. All right. So, all good. anyway, you can you hear me now? Yeah, you're fine. I bet. So, uh, I pretty much forgot what the hell I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about how bad the defense is. Oh, listen, man. I said anything behind uh, the defensive uh, line, the front four, it's trash. Like, it's trash. Right. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know that a linebacker made a play today, and I damn sure don't think none of the – Denzel Ward might have made a play in the defensive backfield. I think yeah, Denzel Ward really didn't get beat too much today. It was I two breakdowns two, really on defense. Yeah, it was it was uh it was a breakdown when um I can't remember his name. Was it Nate Washington? Is his name? He got that long touchdown pass where um Kevin Johnson yep. and one of the safeties. I don't think it was in Dejo. I can't remember which one it was, but they had a mix up on who was supposed to take him deep. Red one on that one, and then another play where. Claypool beat, you know, Terrence Mitchell, and that was just pretty much his Claypool size. But other than that, um, Listen, they, they didn't no, really – That was a great – that was a great throw. That was a yeah. great throw. Like, a great throw uh, that passed to Claypool down the sideline. He like pretty that. much put it only where Claypool could catch that pass. And that dude being – I would give the – it, it It's impossible to – Right. To I'm going to give the defense a little bit of a break today. I'm not. Uh, they, they actually kept us around. Well, and the offense just didn't do anything to capitalize off of. And when you're on the field that long, eventually you're going to get worn down. Well, that's uh, what I said, or that's what know. I meant when I said earlier that there were certain parts of the team that were good in spots. <laughs> I mean, right. like the defense, I got you. Like the defense could right. potentially keep us in this because the offense stunk. I was hoping to get like a pick six or a strip sack or something that could make us feel like, oh, okay, we can come back and we can, you know, make a game of this thing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I just didn't see it. Also, my, my last point before I get too far uh, to the left uh, was Baker. Baker. Yeah, that's talking. an elephant in the room. Let's go, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get all into the meat and potatoes of this. All three of us, and and by the three of us, I mean if you guys watch the show or listen to the show, on uh, on Wednesday we had a, a guest in the, in the building, Mark Stober. He he's a uh, a Steeler fan, uh, and we all spoke about the potential that this game might fall on Baker Mayfield needing to and having to make a play. Um, that did not happen today. Not at all. Baker Mayfield is. I don't, I, I don't want to pull a Denny Green, but I'm very close to pulling a. He is exactly who the hell we thought he was. I mean, yeah, we won four games and he looked decent in those four games, but he didn't look great. He didn't do anything really in any of those games, short of just not turning the ball over. Now, if you recall last week and last week's game, um, I was a little bit perturbed with him in those those two interceptions that he threw. 
you kind of gave him a pass. I saw the exact same thing today. Just throw the freaking ball away, man. Stop trying right. to force a play when there's nothing there. there right. Listen, that second interception he threw, it was four dudes around uh, the man. What are you doing? Just throw right. it away, idiot. Stop trying to. He's always trying to, like, force a play and make a play and become this. It's only, like, two or three guys that's ever been great that just forces a play to happen. Brett Favre always comes to my to the forefront of my mind. Right. But you, Brett Favre, means, John Elway. Right. You know, those types. But you know what that means, though, right? If that's what you're going to do, if you're going to force a play, you got to make plays all the time. Exactly. So, so that, that that interception or that – uh, uh, you know, dumb play that you just made, you can make up for it. You cannot throw what was this stupid stat line today? Yeah, his his stat line was stupid today. Uh, where is that? 10 for 18, 119 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. No, you cannot be that guy with those numbers and throw two picks, one of them pick six. That's his yeah, second. Matter of fact, the, the pick six came on the first possession um, that we had. And once that happened, it was um, over. I knew that it was over at that point in time. I said, it's no, because we cannot turn, we can't turn the ball over. That's every time we go and lose to Pittsburgh is normally because of, of turnovers. That's always the number one factor in our losses. And I mean, to do it on the first, our first offensive drive. So now we're down 10 to seven, or excuse me, 10 to nothing. We're down 10 to nothing. And 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 we don't. We're down 10 to nothing. Really, and really the defense didn't do any, the defense actually stopped them. Mm-hmm. They could have scored a touchdown on that field goal that they ended up kicking. On the first drive. And they, you know, they did, yeah, they did the the, the bend but don't break uh, type of thing. And, you know, hey, they walk off the field feeling a little bit vindicated, right? Things are a little bit even. Let's see what we do. You don't even flip. Listen, you don't even flip the field. You don't even take it past 50. You throw a, the dump. It's a stu- another stupid pass. Another idiot pass. There was three people in the vicinity. One of them happened to be Minka. The other two were your guys, which means that it was a miscommunication. So you don't throw it there. And even when you watch the replay, it wasn't even really so much him not seeing Minka. He threw it behind Hooper. Like with the way Hooper was running, if he would have put the ball out um, and and led the receiver, he might have actually completed the pass. But he threw it behind him. He might have. And Fitzpatrick jumped the route. And uh, and got to pick six. But um, the one thing that concerns me the most right now is that Baker um, was playing scared, playing tentative. Once and, he- that's, and that's the red flag that's really bothering yeah. me because now he's playing. I don't know what's going on. I think he's let me let me back up here because he's, he's playing not to make a mistake, which you cannot play. And. I truly believe now, now that I had a little time to sit there and analyze this, Baker is not being himself. Um, He's not being himself just as a person because he got criticized so much 
for being outspoken, for being um, kind of brash. And I think he was told to tone it down, especially after last season. He got, he got humbled, had to tone it down a little bit. He's not being himself. Um, if you if you a jerk or being brash, and that's how you perform, you know, that's how you perform best by being yourself, then you have to be yourself and can't worry about what anybody else thinks about it. Because he's not, because when he first got here, that's how he played. He played with the swagger. Like, I don't care it's about what anybody else thinks about me and my teammates. It's about me and the Cleveland Browns. Period. Yeah, now it's all kind of meek and 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 not really being well, outspoken like he was, and that's how he's playing right now. He's not he's not being himself. Well, and I think that's the, what's hurting him right now. Here's the issue, and it might be, maybe it is. But I'm gonna be honest with you. So what? Can you throw a damn football? Then throw the damn football. Can you be accurate? Then just be damn accurate. Who cares? If you're not the brass guy off the field or whatever, talk your shit on the field without a microphone no, in your face. Right. No, what I'm saying is he's not even doing that. You know, that's what I mean. Like, like, yeah. don't, don't, don't. I don't believe that the thing that's that's holding him back is that he has to. Oh, I have to be chill because OBJ ain't always being chill. You know, again, it becomes one of those things where. Certain people have to be chilled, and certain people don't. Um, if he was, if he were winning, being chill wouldn't be no big issue. I mean, being loud or brash wouldn't be no big issue. Uh, we we talked about it in in one of the past shows where TB12 right. can cuss out right. the offensive coordinators and and uh, Bill Belichick and every, any and everybody else he wants to if he feels like it. But right. he has six titles. Um, again, you can't be humble and then go back to being uh, an a-hole. Right. And, and I don't mean, and, and, and let me just kind of um, clarify that. When I, when I say, you know, being, I don't necessarily mean, mean being um, just, just a flat out asshole to, to, to your opponents, your teammates and being disrespectful. But the way that he, he was playing before, you know, he was kind of like more of an in your face um, not afraid to speak your mind. Uh, I'm a gunslinger. Remember, he's he said he, you know, Brett Favre was like his favorite quarterback growing up. How he patterned his game, and now you see the tentativeness. Like he's double clutching on throws. He's scared to let. I think the tentativeness is not coming from. I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't think that the tentativeness is coming from him, uh, not being himself. I think the tentativeness. It's coming from this ain't freaking Oklahoma. And people know what you like to do, like today. Credit to um, the Steelers defense. They knew he wanted to roll out. That's what he does best. So they just kept sending edge rushers. You know what else they did? They kept pressure up the middle. You know why? Because this idiot never steps up in the pocket. He don't know how to sidestep nothing. I agree. He will, he will just hold on to the ball or make a dumb throw, which is exactly what he did. So that ain't, I know that some of it, and I get it. I understand what you're saying. I don't agree with it because it, listen, it's just, it, it just, if I can so play, I can play. And I just figure right. out the way to, to, to get it done. 
because that's what needs to happen. So right. I need this dude to figure that crap out. He played like hot uh, dumpster juice today. He did. He looked like he did. But but he's been playing with no. But he's been playing with no confidence really since last year. Um, even when the games this year where he's looked de- de- decent, he's still not playing. He's still not playing with confidence. But you can't pick and choose the games that you're gonna show up and play like you got some confidence. No, he did. You, he played like he had confidence right. versus we, we, we actually right? for the, for the first half. Really, really good in that game. In the first half, yeah, in the second well, half, you kind well, of shaky again. Well, but still, you know that's where the inconsistency comes. Even if you give me, he didn't play one half good here. So what I'm saying is, keep that, keep the edge. The problem that Baker Mayfield has, and I'll tell you, uh, one of the things is, is he's got a plethora of issues. One of the biggest issues that he has. He can't read defenses, and he does not have an idea what's happening pre-snap. I swear this dude don't play no damn mad. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I think we, I, I think we're we're on the same page. You know, he's just not playing well, but I think it's a multitude of reasons why. Now, here's the thing, though. Now, going forward, um, the coaching staff has to figure out what is it that's not clicking and what do we have to do to get this guy back comfortable again? And then two, man, it, it could be a case where, and then not just talking about Baker, just the Browns period for this game. You're going to have games in the NFL. We just get thumped. Um, Pittsburgh came in with way more intensity um, than we did this game. man. And I'm not taking that away from them. I'm not taking that away from uh, their coaching staff. I agree with you. There are going to be games, no matter how well prepared you are, where you drop the ball and you end up, you know, uh, taking those L's. However, what I saw today had, listen, we here's what happened. Mike Tyson says it best all the time. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah, we got, we punched got punched in the mouth. In the mouth. So guess what? You're going to, the only plus side to this game there's only one plus side to this game, to me. We get to play these dudes again. So now you get to see, did you learn anything? Did you well, figure we'll something out? We'll see that next week. Like, how, how do you come, like, losing like this sometimes? Like, I try not to overreact, especially in a position where we are at this point in the season. Like, if you would have asked us before the season started, after six games, if the Browns were four and two, how would you feel? And we would all, the whole city would say that we'd be absolutely ecstatic to be four Which and is two. Why, again, listen, man, you keep trying to find caveats to, to get these. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not, not giving them a pass, but 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 I'm, I'm not, not going to overreact and think that everything is coming. I'm not overreacting either. I'm actually, you know, just like I told you last week about them damn interceptions he threw. You try to say, oh, well, I think it was because everybody throws interceptions. They do, but everybody doesn't throw stupid interceptions. Those interceptions are stupid. And he threw two more stupid, unnecessary yes, interceptions today. And, and it's the All same right. thing with and, this team. This and, team. And let's see. And let's see what they how 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 do you bounce they, back? I don't care what they do against the Bengals. The Bengals are in last yes, you do. Place. I don't it doesn't it, that, that doesn't matter. You still have to go out here and perform. Now here's why I don't care. Why well, here's why I don't care. The Bengals are in last place. And if you're okay. going to win this division, 
you're going to have to win this division through the Steelers yes, you or do. through the Ravens. Now, I don't, okay. I don't always care that we don't win. I care how we play. I care how we look. And we play those two teams, and we look like we did not belong on the freaking field with them. That's a problem. All it is a problem. And it, takes the, and it takes the defense out of it. And the defense didn't play awful today until right. and except those certain uh, plays and stuff. Or and this is outside, what, you know, the safety play was And this trapped. is what happens when you have a, a, a franchise and an organization that has had no stability um, for 20 years. You're going, you're going to have growing pains like this. So now, all right, so the Browns are 4-1 going in. Everybody's ecstatic. Everybody's whoop-de-doo. Browns are back. And then you were saying how pessimistic I was going into this game. And for the simple fact, because I just didn't think from what I saw last week um, with the pressure that Indianapolis was getting on us, I didn't think that we were ready because Pittsburgh has better athletes than Indianapolis on defense. Coming from the edge with Dupree, coming with Tuit, uh, uh, Watt, all those guys. I said, okay, we're not... We, we made if we couldn't handle Indianapolis's rush and we got these injuries that are happening right now, no Chubb, you know, um, who now we're starting to realize is way more valuable than we gave him credit for. We're starting to see it probably just as a his presence there. I think his presence just makes the offense more comfortable. And this is what happens. So Mike Tomlin always preaches divisional games. I don't care who we're playing, last place team, first place team, we're treating the digital games all the same. As you and should. As you should. And we haven't learned that yet. Stefanski hasn't, being a first year coach, doesn't understand the AFC. I don't know about that first year coach crap because he's played, he's coached football. He's been a yeah, player. He has not been a head coach. It's always it different when you win. The only difference when you're being a man. I'm glad you said that. If I ever own a freaking organization, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, how do you view divisional games or conference right. games? Because if you tell me, oh, I think they're regular games, get your ass out of here. You can't be my coach. Well, and that's why I said next week is important. Because you, you can always learn. Matter of fact, you have to learn from, from you your what? mistakes. He thinks, he thinks it's a regular game, too. He just wants to go win and know this week, too. That's why he Maybe got his not. ass out coach. We, we, don't, we don't know that yet. Next week hasn't gotten here. Listen, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if we go out. You, listen, listen. You're not going to tell go, me. And I'm not going to accept this. <laughs> I'm not going to accept this. You're not going to tell me that a week ago, this dude says, oh, it's just another game. We just want to go one and oh. And think that that philosophy has changed this week. I doubt it. I don't, I don't, I don't know the man personally. He may change. He may learn. You know, sometimes it don't take much for Brown, you to understand what's going on. Coach Stefanski. But if you don't learn from something like that, if you don't learn from something like that, then there's something wrong. Then we don't I have agree. the right coach. Listen, listen, I absolutely agree. And I think that they'll figure it out over the week. But that don't mean that that philosophy part will change. That's well, I, Remember what I said when, when, you, when you introduced that theory. Or not the theory, but when you introduce that, that's what he said. That ideology that he had in, in that uh, uh, interview, I instantly got irritated, and I have not been unirritated since. Because I see 
I just don't. <laughs> I have not been. Un, I know unirritated ain't a word, but I'm going to use it. I have not become unirritated. It's all right, Jackson. You can make up words from time to that's time. That's the kind of stuff that is nonsense to me. And you will never win and you'll never go to the playoffs. Now, he may give us some level of stability, but, you know, that just means we got uh, Marvin uh, Lewis. Uh, eight right. eight, possibly a, a first round playoff, possibly, maybe not, but nothing to show for it at the end of the day. Just 10 years of nonsense. Well, you know what? Now, to be fair, we all we ought to be fair and objective, like Fox News. Um, this ain't listen, this ain't Fox. I don't give a damn. When I'm mad, I'm mad. <laughs> we had to we had to be fair and objective. You know, let's see. And so so we play the Bengals next week. And then we got the damn Raiders coming in town mm -hmm. after that. Let's see. Sometimes the true character of your team shows when you have adversity. Now, are they going to go and fold and, 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 go, and go into Cincinnati? All depressed. You know, it's going to be got blown out. Are you going to go in there half-assed? Or are you going to rebound, go handle business the next two weeks, and now you're right back on track? I don't want to hear I don't judge it. I, you know, listen, first of all, you do have to bounce back because you do have a game next week. So you're right. You got to. Um, Matter of fact, as of right now, they can't be dwelling on this game right now. You watch the film tomorrow. Oh no. And that's oh it. no. Oh no. If you if you are a coach, you do not allow Baker Mayfield to forget the dumb shit he did today. Yes, you, you got do. you have to. No, you don't. You don't. No, you don't. Hey man, because no you have to correct it. But you don't so you don't dwell on it, but you correct, correct it by saying forget about it. No, you say, hey man, we can't no, see you have to, no more. Like, like, like you can't be nope. you you can't man. sit there because because here's here's the thing. The thing that you don't want to do is what he's doing now is when you're playing scared to make a mistake. You gotta tell listen, him, look, man, okay, the dude is open, that means? trust your you instincts and let the ball go. That means you ain't our guy then. You need to let get your ass out. That's and that I'm glad you said it. Because that means that he might not be the guy. If his concern is just, oh, I can't make a mistake, and you're scared of making a mistake. That's what listen, that's what I that, that was my point earlier. That's what he's playing like. Bro, but that don't have nothing to do with them. Listen, if you don't know how to make a mistake and rebound from it in any sport, you've played sports, you've been in competitive leagues before. We all know you got to make a mistake and then you got to figure out a way to get beyond that because you don't always have exactly. your story that day. Exactly. Right? That's okay. my whole point. So, so listen, I, I miss, miss me with this old sensitive ass quarterback psyche bull crap. That dude, and he don't look sensitive on none of those commercials. He looked like. It ain't been about him being sensitive. Listen, he listen, must he be. Playing, if he's only concerned, like he's, oh, I, I don't feel comfortable and I'm not. I don't want to hear it. I'm sick of, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing how, oh, we got to give him time. He had four. I don't want to hear that crap no more. You can you throw a football? Okay, good. You don't you have, but the thing is, that guy. But right okay, now, right now, we, we don't have. That guy? Okay, good. Then right throw now, the ball to these guys. Look, right now, we don't have it. We don't have a choice but to give him time. Look, I don't listen. I don't have to give him nothing. It's no, you don't have a choice. I don't have to give him nothing. You I'm being as honest as I could possibly be. 
he's going to be the quarterback, but that don't mean I got to give him nothing. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, you, it is what it is. And he, you he, stink he, right now, and you stink because you stink. Not because everybody, a lot of those sacks were because of him. Those two picks were because of you. And to act like it didn't happen or to act like, oh, it's okay. We're going to next week and we'll see what happens. That's yeah. why you're going to continue to stink. That's nonsense, man. You got to tell that kid. Well, one thing, stop. one thing, you, you miss, you, you miscategorizing what I'm saying. I did not well, say it's no, okay. I, listen, listen, I'm just talking in general right now. I've just had it. it. I've had it. You should have never told me that <laughs> dumb <laughs> nonsense about this dumb coach saying that dumb shit. That was dumb. All right. And all right, America. It feels like to me, everything that he says and everything that he does has that same dumb ideology. Stop. Okay, so for, for, for anybody that's, that's watching us, you will never go. Look, never for anybody win. that's watching this outside of the Cleveland area, you're now witnessing the bipolar um, disorder that we have. It only takes it's, it's that man. quick. Look, it's that quick. Too. <laughs> Last week and the week before, the whole city was on cloud nine. Everybody was happy Listen. celebrating after the game. Well, here's you know, well, here's what I want to do. Pittsburgh, and everybody's here's ready what I want you to do. Ready you know what else? Because you know what else? You're right. Part of that is we were, some of us were actually pretty happy. I was just happy that we were looking like a football team. Right. However, my partner was being pessimistic. But now he's Mr. Uh, psychologist <laughs> over there, you know, ready to... <laughs> Ready to hey. pat everybody down on the couch and yes. you know, give them crackers and cookies. I'm talking everyone off the ledge right now. And and you know, no, and listen, I wasn't on the ledge. I wasn't even on the on a floor higher than where I'm at right now until you told me that nonsense. <laughs> because that hey. is an ideology, dog. That's nothing yeah. that you just lose. I I remember uh some years ago, I can't remember the player, but uh the dude came in and they was like, yeah, you know, we're playing against uh, the, I think it was the Steelers again. Mm -hmm. And we've lost so many games to the Steelers, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, so. This, this guy's first year here. He was like, oh, well, I ain't been here for none of that. So that don't, that don't include me. We losing. That's a loser mentality. Who said right that? Now. That was, um, I can't remember who said that. But uh, you got it. You got it. Don't, don't tell me that. That's nonsense. You have to embrace some of that at times. Like the one thing I know, I, I you know, and I talk a lot. Of, right. I talk a lot about uh, LeBron and, and things of that nature, and I don't know that LeBron ever fully embraced certain things. But one of the things that he embraced actually was trying to win a championship for a place for a city that had never had one. He embraced it. He just took it in and was like, "All right, bet this will be one of the greatest accomplishments ever, won't it?" Yes, it will, sir. Absolutely, it will. So you can't act like those times didn't occur. So you can't act like those 17, 16 prior years didn't exist. This is not right. another thing. I, I, you know, I'm going to explain to you why I'm taking the attitude that I am right now. Go ahead. Because you're pissing because me off. <laughs> I know. And I'm enjoying every minute of it, too. I'm, I'm, really, <laughs> in, I'm really enjoying it. This is why I take this, I've taken this attitude. I've been in an abusive relationship with this team for 41 years and I can't take it anymore. Around 2000, after the 2014 season, that was the whole Brian Hoyer, uh, Johnny Manziel, Ray Farmer texting. 
the coach on the sidelines to put Johnny Manziel in that whole debacle of a season. We actually started off pretty well. We were in first place at one point in time. They put don't in Johnny. We, don't we the remember? Season went, right, and the season went to hell. After that, I made a conscious decision that I am not getting emotionally involved with my football team that I love, that I will root for, dieheartedly. I just made up a word that I'm going to be passionate and root well, for my team. Now that makes two words we've made up today. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but and I said, I would not get emotionally invested until they looked like that they were going to take this thing serious and become playoff contenders. So we stabilize our organization, right? Even the 0-16 season did not bother me that much. I was Because I already, I was numb. I, by I, week was, three, yeah, I was detached. I was totally I was detached. numb. Right. So here comes 2019. We get OBJ. Um, Baker's coming off his rookie year. Um, everything is looking good. We've got Freddie Kitchens uh, as the head coach, who we thought was the leader of the offense the year before. Turns out he wasn't. And that was one of the biggest letdowns. Freddie Kitchens. Uh, right. That was one of my biggest letdowns as a Browns fan. So now I'm back to the attitude of and that's saying I'm not going to get too high with the highs and I'm not going to get too lows with the lows for right what? now. I said for, for right now, that may change. So when going into this game, I already had a feeling we were going to lose. I said, I'm not going to get all hyped up and get all pumped up Sunday morning, running around the house. Can't wait for the game. I said, no, I'm going to just kind of ease into it. And after that first pick six, I said, that's game over. And I detached myself so I told the rest you, of that I, game emotionally. Look, what did I just tell you got me frustrated? It wasn't the game. The yeah, I know. Part is it I wasn't know. The game. <laughs> <laughs> because I was at the game. I watched, uh, like I said, I went to the little tailgate. Um, I had a couple of drinks. Now, I'll be honest with you. There was a point in it that, I mean, only the Browns can get me to the point where you know, normally you want to drink when you're a little bit frustrated. They got me to the point where I ain't even want to drink. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I'm good. <laughs> so you're not wasting good liquor on them. Yeah, why, why the hell am I going to waste good beer on these dudes? For what? They look like trash today. So I I came home. I was home by 3 o'clock. Like in the house. Okay. Not on my way home. I was in right. the house. Parked <laughs> in my driveway inside my house by 3 o'clock. That's I how I started to. I was just I came in my basement and you know in my lab as I call it. I just came in the lab and just started doing work. Like I didn't even watch the rest of the game. I I finally finished it, but I didn't watch the rest of the game right away. I didn't come in the house and turn the guy. I came down here, started uh doing my doing my work and uh you know just making sure that everything was done the way I needed it for the show and as frustrated as I was, like I said, I was more disappointed. I wasn't like emotionally like, <sighs> like my wife didn't even know the Browns lost. That's how, that's the difference. When I came in the house, she didn't even know the Browns lost. She thought they might've won because she was like, well, you're not all upset or whatever like you normally are. I, I'm not. I got upset when I heard that dumb, cause that right there is being permeated through all 56 uh, of those guys and the coaching staff. And I don't disagree with you with that. Which is, that's absolute nonsense. You cannot do that. And that cannot be the idea that's running through your organization. 
when you're now he might here's the caveat here's a caveat right here he might formulate some level of consistency while he's here because i think he's a solid coach the coach that he is um and then we might get a solid you know uh base about how we move etc etc but we ain't never ever ever gonna win this division we ain't never, ever, ever going uh, – if we get to the playoffs, we ain't going to win no playoff games because it's just another game. How do you get guys up when you keep them on the same plane? You can, How do you talk them up? Right. You have to, at some point, say – like, it has to mean something at some point. Like, I, you know, being a manager of people, you have to talk these guys up at some point. You have to be able right. to say to these guys, yo, don't worry about that. That's okay today. But when you start right. getting towards those deadlines, hey, man, that don't matter today. This does. It has to start to matter in those certain specifics if you want to be successful right. moving forward. And that's no. just not successful. Now, that pissed me off like in terms of going forward forward because to me, if that's what this dude is pitching, man, the other team, yeah, that's no. what you pitching, the mother team is about to knock that shit out the park. The team right. that are going and, to And I, I agree with you to that point 100%. Um, I'm just giving him, you know, a chance to see if he changes that philosophy. He, listen, it, it, he better. Because he, 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 he does have to, but you can't go into that with a regular, you know, with that attitude of every game. Right, right. Um, I don't know if they flew or if they drove to Pittsburgh. They took the bus. Uh, so if they took the bus, this dude has two two hours and ten minutes, depending on how the, how those buses roll, to figure his life out. Um, and I mean that with all seriousness, because if you believe that every game is just a game and this is the only game we got to think about y'all y'all gonna suck at some point and it's gonna be all bad and he right. don't under like I, i'm sick of people coming in here and not embracing the full fledgedness that is cleveland at times like again cleveland isn't new york cleveland isn't la it isn't miami but when it comes to the browns there is no other scrutiny bigger in any city on the planet. That's true. 100% so, correct. And here's the thing that I'm trying not to think about, um, but it may come to pass. I do not want to have to go out and draft another quarterback. They're going to have to draft another quarterback or they're going to have to sign. Right. Um, it's, not to I, say, it's, it's not to say that, uh, what's his name, Keenum is, I don't think Case Keenum is off. I'll be honest with you. If I could be totally honest today, seriously, they could have pulled Baker after that pick six. They could have pulled him. I said, ain't nothing finna come out of this dude. Ain't nothing right. good about to come out this guy. They could have pulled him right then and right there. And I know that sounds like I'm giving up on him. Or, but I've already had my issues with Baker. I don't have a lot of a full-fledged faith in Baker Mayfield. I don't. Right, right now, I don't either. But I, I don't. I don't know if I have the patience 
to, to have to go through that again. I really no, I'm serious. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Don't. No, I'm laughing because I agree, but <laughs> I don't have I can't go through another coaching change right now. I can't do any of that. And then that's kind of jumping the gun. But um Ooh. I kind of that just kind of just crossed my mind. And I was like, man, if this because we all thought he was the guy. And I'm like, so if he's not the guy, now we got to go through this whole dog and pony show and we're not going to be bad enough yeah, to get a real, real good one, you're gonna have to be, you're gonna have to find that diamond in the rough. Right. So, but we'll see. You know, what I'm saying that's that's a long way away, man. So, don't want to get too much off into into that. Right yeah, we now. don't want to. We don't want to start. We don't want to start. Uh, you know, figuring into yeah. things that we don't. I mean, because honestly, let's if if we're gonna do it, Sean pissed me off and threw me. Look, once again, sometimes you get punched in the mouth and it changes your whole plan. Sean threw me off with that statement and it threw me off my entire trajectory, sent me somewhere in a whole nother kind of space. So at the end of this, we lost today and we lost to a better team, uh, but we're four and two. So at least we're not two and four, at least we're not 0 and six. So we'll take, um, We'll take that for now. We have some things that we can continue to build on. We have some things that we can continue to grow on. But one of the things that has to get different and that has to change and has to be different is that damn week to week. I get it, the week to week philosophy. But man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta change that. You cannot be telling me that your only focus and your only concern is, you know, it's a regular game type nonsense especially right. when you get out coached like i tell you what i tell you what how is that your opinion when the other coach on the other side didn't take it that way he didn't take it that way so you still think that's the way to approach this right because he didn't take it that way he didn't come in this game like this a week to week he said no nah, this is a game in the afc north and i gotta win this game and that's the attitude that you have to have to try to win uh, uh, those games. So, you know what? The okay. next time, the next uh, time the Browns win, because one thing I haven't um, tuned into is, you know, normally the, the the Browns website they'll put up the post post game speech, locker room speech, and I just want to see what his demeanor is. Matter of fact, I'm gonna watch it tonight. I want to see what his demeanor is after the loss. I was, and then say, next week, yeah. I want to see what his demeanor is in the locker room after a win, because that will tell a lot about what his thought process is. Because one thing, because sometimes some coaches, especially coaches like him that don't, that are kind of quiet and laid back, sometimes they can be one way with the press and be another way, you know, behind closed doors of their team. Oh, uh, that's so, true. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to um, check out the post-game speech in the locker room just to see what he's saying to his team. And I want to see the players' reaction. Are they holding their heads down? Are they like, okay, you know, let's bounce back from them. Let's get them. You know, next time I want to see what their demeanor is. Um, I think they, I think they dig the dude, like just on a personal level. I think yeah. they like, him. but like today for the first time, and you know all all year I saw, you know OBJ frustrated just today, and that's fine with me. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not because, mad at it because when you when you're frustrated like that, it means that that you want to. You want to win. You want to win. The only time that I would have a problem like that, if he's getting to the point where it's like, well, you know what? I'm not going in this, this play. Uh, blah, you're not throwing me the ball. So I'm not going in. 
and sulking and stuff like that. And that's one thing that I don't see from him. I see passion, well, but yeah, I don't yeah. see him. I was gonna say, no, he was in in the fourth quarter. He caught yeah. that one, like that 13-yard pass from uh right. from Keenan. Keenan. Um Keenum. I like I can like I caught him Keenan out of the way. It's uh Case Keenum. Case Keenum. So so uh you know he played and I, I saw another guy online that was saying like yo why OBJ on the sideline with his shoes off? I said, man, there ain't no point in him going out there and getting his ass hurt when we down 38 to 7. He shouldn't be out there at all at this point. Yeah, at some room? point you gotta pull your starters out. Yeah, yeah. Put that dude like on the that. and let that dude sit down. Uh, because it's only week six and we still got 10 more weeks. And right. And uh, hopefully, kinda, man, hopefully we'll start getting some guys back next week too. Especially in that secondary. Hopefully, uh, uh, Joseph and Harrison well, and maybe Teller had a, had a concussion, so it's possible. Well, they said he, he was close to being ready this week, and yeah, the last so minute they kind of said no. Right. So let's hope that some of these guys are uh, will start coming back here, um, and then we'll you know we'll go from there. At this point, I don't want to really. One more one more update from that game because I think we touched on. I think we touched on everything. Excuse my page turning. But uh, I think we touched on everything from the game. But I just wanted one update. I was just watching uh, uh -huh. Fox and uh, Devin Bush, the uh, the Steelers linebacker who went out of the game. He tore his ACL. Yeah, so uh, speedy recovery to the homie. Uh, yeah, I hate the Steelers, but, you know, these guys are regular guys. They got families. Exactly. Uh, they got folks to try to take care of. So I just hope that uh and he's a he's a actually just a good, a great player. He's not, you know, somebody who, you know, you end up just hating. I hate him because he is so damn good for the Steelers. Right. But as a person, I just want to see the dude get well. Uh and anybody that has the audacity to wear the outfit that he wore on draft night is all right with me, because he came out looking like the lead singer of Shalimar. And if you had the balls to, to pull off that outfit, listen, man, I forgot. Okay with me. I forgot all of. Don't don't ask me how I did, but I forgot all. <laughs> all, all he needed was a Jerry curl, and his whole outfit would have been he complete. Came out there looking like Nikki Free, right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, man, what is that? So yeah, uh, so as as we're as we're speaking. The uh, major league, we, 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 you see that segue? You see how smooth that was? Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As we're speaking, uh, the MLB playoffs are in uh, the last game before the, the World Series. So last night, the Devil Rays, uh, and I know I did, I actually called them the Devil Rays on purpose. I've been doing that for the last couple of shows because when they first came in the league, that's what they were. So that just goes right within my moniker. I call everything the old stuff. And by, and it had the worst hats by far. They had those minor league looking hats with well, the I mean, they had the big ass ray on the top. <laughs> and it said, what did it say? They said like TB with the it was a TB with the double with ray big, on it. It was with horrible a big, with a big manta ray on that joint. <laughs> right. Um, in that horrible so, stadium. They, <laughs> well, I tell you what, they found their way to 
uh, the World Series. Was that their first or second? I think it might be their second. Third. I think it's their I think it's second. second. Yeah, great organization, man. They have a, a, it's a really a, good a organization, organization from, seem, from top to bottom. They always seem to, to be, I won't say in the playoffs, but they're always close. Always close. And that's a hard division. Man. That's a tough division. To, you know, being uh, teams that, you know, always compete. And, you know, you can't ask for better than competition. Because they Just probably have the lowest payroll in there with all those big uh, teams. They the Yankees, Red Sox, Baltimore, they probably have the lowest yeah. payroll out of anybody. They I believe still they to be competitive had, every year. Like, I think they said it was something like uh, they could have paid their players somewhere close to, uh, to uh, I think it was eight times whatever all of them are being paid right now if they had the Yankees roster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's 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 cool to see these because those teams always kind of squeak their way in. Oakland's um Kansas City a couple of years ago, then all of a sudden they, you know, their their uh, payroll went up like crazy. But um, you know, you always find a way to, to, to St. Louis too, and, and then their payroll kind of skyrocketed. Um, but but they were a middle market team. You know, Milwaukee was another middle market, and then all of a sudden their payrolls. The Indians uh, and teams like the Devil Rays are teams that always keep like a very small, minute <laughs> level of who we're going to pay and how we're going to pay. It's, it's very, very, very uh, small. But uh, they found a way. Uh, to get into the World Series after almost blowing the series, they were up three one, and three zip. Uh, three zip. I'm sorry, you're right. They were um, up three zip, and, and the cheating ass Astros. The Astros up three three. Uh, with 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 the Lizard King on the bench, uh, Dusty, and he he just found a way, you know, to to you know to manage them. <laughs> into a game seven and to be honest with you i don't know if everybody anybody watched the game but i was watching the game and it was four nothing going into the sixth like i'm like man they got three innings to figure this out and sean and i again discussed the nuances of playoff baseball if you guys don't uh, understand it so you know when those late innings start to come it's like crunch time man like you you start to feel like a you got three innings, so that's nine outs. You actually feel like you got about two outs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you just, like, exactly. the whole time, you're like, man, come on, we got to get this, we got to get this. And these guys ended up getting uh, within two runs of, you know, the lead going into the seventh and then going into the eighth. So it was a game. Like, they made a game out of it, and it was, it was tense. It got tense, but uh, the Rays pulled it out. Houston made it a series when it looked like it wasn't about to be one at all. Uh, so it was really a good game to watch. I mean, I, they're still they, a veteran ball club, man. You know, Houston. Oh still yeah, got I mean, listen, they won. Show. They may have cheated, oh. but they still did go deep in the playoffs a couple times. So they do understand how it's played, and they have a veteran manager who understands how. Excuse me, how the game is played. You know, a guy who Dusty Baker again. I think we talked about it before. He just, he, to me, he's underrated. Um, he doesn't get the cred that he deserves. Dusty is an awesome coach. He actually should have won a World Series uh, last year with the uh, with Washington. 
because he got that team together too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's been right there. I, you know, I, he, he deserves a lot of credit for, for what he does. Definitely. But as we're talking, as we're, as we're uh, doing our show right this second, I'm actually watching uh, the Fox broadcast as the Dodgers and the Braves get ready to go into this game tonight, another game seven. This is why I messed up the, <laughs> the three to one thing uh, with the, uh, the, the Rays and Houston. Because this series was actually three to one, it looked like the Dodgers were uh, pretty much out of it, and they've managed to make it, you know, to a game seven. So uh, they got some some. Uh, I don't know this kid, so I'm just saying some kid. Uh, Dustin May is, is is pitching. Okay. But they made they made sure to mention that they have some other guys that are available. So at least they're thinking. This is what I mean, Indians fans, when I say at some point you just got to say, hey, I don't care about the world. You can't worry about game one of the World Series when you're in the AL or the NLCS. Because you might not get there. Because you might not get there. So you have to, um, you know, take care of what you got to take care of. So they just listed off guys that are available. One of those guys that are possibly available tonight, Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, who he got ran, ran out the other game the other night, didn't he? He got knocked out. It's just it's per usual. On the playoffs. Look, his pitch count was nowhere near what he wanted it to. <laughs> right. So, right. So Kershaw that's, doing that's what Kershaw a, does in the playoffs. Look, um, one thing a, that huh? Do you want to bring him in because of what he did, or do you want to, you know, right. uh, do you do you trust him enough to let him pitch? Like if you were if you were uh, you know uh, what's his name. Uh, uh, Brian, uh, what's their coach? What's their manager's name? Uh, Brian Roberts. Yeah. So, would you let him pitch if you got if your guy got into into some mess? He's the last resort because he just pitched the other night. So he he's not. If, he's if it going, becomes a bullpen game, he's not. He's not number one. He's not going to be my first choice. No, he wouldn't be your first guy. But he's available. Yeah. If it comes to a point where he, where he has to pitch, then man, then listen, his ass would be in that game. If, even if it was just for for a, a batter, I might put him in the game. Right. It's one thing I wanted to point out real quick watching this pregame show. Um, Big Poppy may have the tightest suit that I've ever seen in, in my life. Like that middle button, that's what, I mean, that button is screaming for like, like, right. It's barely holding on. But Poppy, Poppy ain't no Poppy. little dude. So for him to have no, them, and he always has those little suits, man. It's clean <laughs> now. He no, clean, no but listen, little... I, what I didn't say was that he wasn't clean. Yeah, he clean, but that. That, that suit's a little but, young. Yeah, them, suits, them suits be tight. So, so I, picked, um, I picked the Braves. I mean, excuse me, you picked the Braves. I picked the Braves, you picked the Dodgers. Series. I picked the, uh, the Dodgers to win this series. We both picked Tampa to win that other series. So tonight it comes down to, to these guys showing up. This is tough, man. And Dustin May is the second youngest Dodger to ever start a game seven. He's only 23 years old. And the Braves have Ian Anderson going, and Ian he's Anderson. only 22. Yeah, so you yeah, got so. two kids going tonight. So we see how this plays out. I got plenty of entertainment tonight. So I got this game. I have the Sunday night game with the Rams and Niners. And one of my favorite shows is on a night, Lovecraft Country, which is the season finale tonight on HBO. So I got plenty to watch tonight. Well, 
At least you got something to watch. I don't. I think I'm gonna watch this game, and then uh, I might switch over to the. I'm not. I don't know. Football. You know, sometimes the Browns take that steam out of me. No, I get it when they lose, so I don't really want to watch too much football. If nothing else, if nothing else, my Xbox works, so I'll probably play some uh, 2K20 or something like that. Um, Who's your squad on 2K20? Huh? Who's your squad on 2K20? Well, I, I actually play, I'm playing a, uh, a you know, the, the, the create a career guy thingy. Okay. So um, I started with, uh, you know, I created my player. My player started with the Spurs and then um, he got drafted by the Spurs and then um, the Lakers came with the most money. So I'm, you know, playing with the Lakers right now. I got, I actually tried that for the first time um, this year with 2K20. Made my it's, own my, my 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 own my player. I got drafted yeah. by the Cavs, and we absolutely stink. We get ran off the court every night. It took me about a month to get into the starting lineup. It, that's about how long it takes. And listen, I said that's about how long it takes too. It takes you a little okay. bit of time to break into. I mean, like, I don't really play. I'm more of a Madden person than I am a 2K person. So, but I like, I like the features on it. I really enjoy it. So the last one that I had was 2K18. And I had kind of got, got pretty good at it, but you know, every year they change something so that you don't have all of the same controls or whatever. Right. So when I got the 2K20, it took me a minute to figure it out, but yeah, it took me a little while before I got into the, to the starting lineup. It took me a little while before I was getting more tick, you know, um, and then. Dude, I didn't score the first four games of my career. Literally, I, don't know I was averaging. Really does, though. I averaged because, no points, no rebounds, and point three assists. Well, I'm in my third season now. Uh, I'm in my second season with the Lakers. Um, and. Do, now, now, do you play the whole season or did you simulate a lot of it? No, I, I generally play every game because I got to get better. So you because play all 82? Is it is it an 82-game schedule? Yeah, and I played the playoff game. Okay. But I have to I have to get better so that I can play on the playground, right? I got you. Because you can't – if you can't play – that's where you really make all your – Get your VC? Any of the, yeah, any of the swag, any of the stuff that you really want. It's done uh, on the on that playground or in the pro ends, so um, you have to try to do some of those. I don't ever feel like I'm good enough to do any of that stuff, so I have to, you know, get my practice up, and I usually do it uh, by playing those uh, playing those season games. And like last oh. year, I averaged I got most improved player in the league. I averaged a double double. Uh, it was like like 14 points and 10 assists a game. My, my player did. So, you know, you, you you go into the next year. Like, I literally go into it like I am, you know, like I'm legit, like, yo, I'm looking for my new contract. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, crazy. it's crazy because when they, when they bring you those contracts, you're like, what? Because in your mind, you're like, it's just a game. It's all good. I don't care what they give me. And then they present these numbers to you like, Mandy, you know, I just paid, <laughs> I just paid 
164 games, and this is what you're going to give me. <laughs> <laughs> I played 164 games, me, myself. No, right. man, you got to pay my guy, dog. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's you know, it's, it's just some fun, especially since this pandemic has happened. I've, I've had more time to just kind of decompress. That's usually my decompression is, is uh, yeah, just to kind of escape. Here. Now, I've been playing, Um, I got a PS3, no, sorry, not PS3, PS4. So I've okay. been playing this game called The Witcher 3. It's an older game. It's been out since 2015, but it's, you know. Like what's that? What does it consist of? Um, it's a role-playing adventure game. Oh, okay. You know, one of those type of things that data take that if you finish it from beginning to end and do everything, you're going to put in about 300 to 400 hours of game time. Yeah, yeah I can do so, that. So I just kind of play that sparingly. There's no way in the world I'm going to try to do everything on the game, but um, graphics are excellent. Storyline is good. So like I said, it's just something to pass the time right now. Um, you know. I can do it. Well, All right. what was so, next uh, on the agenda? Folks, let's, uh, let's talk a little boxing. Again, we like to be very, very versatile here on the show. Uh, or versatile, depending on your enunciation. Um, we like to talk about everything, but sometimes, and even though we have UFC fights and some boxing matches that occur, some of them, some of them aren't always that huge uh, to the point where we feel like it's necessary to, to speak upon it. However, last night was different. One of my favorite boxers, one of my favorite current boxers, should I say, uh, Vasily Lomachenko was in the squared, in the squared circle last night, man. And listen, I love this dude, Vasily. This is one of the few guys that I always felt like just respected his craft so much that he was always prepared, always prepared. So uh, I love Loma. And he was going against this young stud. I didn't know much about this guy before uh, he agreed to make this fight with with him. Uh, this kid's name is, uh, uh, let me get it right, Teofimo Lopez. Remember that name. Or matter of fact, you don't have to. I think you're going to remember it anyway. This kid, like when I saw him, when I actually lay eyes on him. Like I went and looked at some of his tape. I was like, ooh, Loma better be all the way together because this kid is bigger than Loma. He's a little faster than Loma. And it showed last night because this kid at 23, and that's why I keep calling him a kid. Uh, he's a grown man, but to me, he's a kid. He's half my age. He won four belts last night by beating, uh, defeating uh, Vasily Lomachenko in Vegas at the MGM uh, Conference Center. Uh, it was actually, a, it was on ESPN too. It was a free a free fight, which right. is rare. And I love that boxing is doing that now. They're putting more of these it. fights on I free love TV it. with the uh, Premier Boxing Championship. They show it on multiple Fox stations. Um, ESPN mm -hmm. has a contract with Top Rank. Um, and you still get your pay-per-view events from time to time, but I think in order for them to grow the sport, it was very smart to start making some of these fights accessible and with big-name fighters. You know, like and back when they were Wednesday fight. nights and Friday night fights, they would have up-and-comers, but never really any big names. But now you're getting 
you're getting a Sean Porter fight on regular TV or a uh, um, Thurman yeah. type of fight. So um, I'm going to have to be honest with you about the fight yesterday. I didn't even know that it was happening until the day of, like earlier. I saw somebody posting on Facebook. So I haven't really um, kept up with boxing too much since the pandemic happened. A little bit, you know, they started to bring some, you know, the Charlo brothers fought um, a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't really been, you know, paying that much attention. So I see this kid Lopez. I said, well, I never heard of him. And anybody they put in front of Loma, he's pretty much dispatched quickly. Like it's not even close. Like quickly. So, so, so without even really doing any research, I picked Lomachenko. Now, this is where my old age kicks in. So um, the fight started maybe around like what, 11.15, maybe 11.30. Man, by the third round, I was out cold. When I woke up, I knew exactly where you were going. all four belts. I said, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was, so I watched, um, and I, I knew the fight was happening. I forgot, but I'm on a, a text thread with, uh, with my, one, of, one of my brothers. And he was talking to some of our fraternity brothers. Uh, shout out to Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. What's up, bros? Um, we were just chatting back and forth, and my brother brought it up. He said something about Loma, and I looked at the text. I'm like, Loma? Oh, that's right. The fight is on. Because I was still watching the tail end of uh, the uh, the Rays versus uh, Houston. Right. So I said, I got to switch over, you know, once this is over with so I can get over there. Because they were doing the undercard stuff at that time. So I, you know, finished watching, and then I clicked over. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. The, the, the young guy. I don't agree with the one judge's score. It was like 10 points uh, she gave to the young dude. I don't think it was no, or he gave to the to the young dude. It was no 10 damn points. Okay. Uh, hold on one second. I'm going to interrupt that thought to let you know that the Braves are up one nothing in the, in the first. Top okay. of the first. So the young kid uh, is, what's his name? Dustin May is not looking good right this second. So we may see uh, Gonsolin or uh, Urias warming up real soon. And even, possibly, right. and even possibly Kershaw. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm watching the fight, man. My man got busy early. Like he was very busy. Um, he was very, something rare that I don't see that often with guys that fight Lomachenko, he was very aggressive. So being, you know, you can be busy by just, you know. Right. <laughs> that's just being busy. But being aggressive, like he was he was standing in the center of the ring and he was taking everything that Lomachenko right. usually does away from him. The three rounds I saw, that's the first thing that I noticed that he was going in with no fear. And when you have yeah. a guy like Lomachenko, a lot of times fighters like that, they win before the fight even starts just based off it's intimidation. Because it's mental. It's all mental. And it's mental. you have to go in and show no fear. And that's what uh, Lopez did, man. So, um, you know, the, the parts I saw, I was very impressed with the young man and definitely somebody that I will be checking for in the future. Because it's a lot of um, 
good fighters. I know they say boxing is dead, but there are a lot of excellent uh, fighters out here. They just have to get past the politics right. and make the fights. Make yeah, they got to find the avenue. That's it. Yep, you're right. I, I, I think, I don't think that boxing is dead. I mean, from coming from a guy that has spent a lot of time in Vegas, I, I see the influx of 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 fans that come in when there's a there's a, a boxing match that's happening. It's crazy. You know, you'll mm -hmm. be because you know, I've been there on a fight week, let's say a fight week per se. I might not even know that there's a fight because you know they do the UFC, they do right uh, any any level of, of high ranking, you know, middleweight, heavyweight, lightweight. So I may not know who's fighting at all. However, you'll see this, you always get this influx of people on the Thursday, but then all of a sudden you'll see this huge influx of people on a Friday, Saturday. And it just, it's nuts in the city. So um, I don't believe, and I, that was all the way up until I wasn't going to Vegas in, in February, just about. So I don't believe that boxing is, is dead per se. Um, I think there's a lot of different, especially, I mean, I think what it is, you don't have Mayweathers, you don't have Tysons, you don't have Tarvers, you yeah, don't that's have, what I'm saying there's nobody really to capture the casual fan, like us hardcore yeah. boxing fans, we don't yeah. get there regardless. Listen, but, because I've been a hardcore boxing fan my whole life. Yeah. And me and my brother, my brother, Donnie, we, we say this all the time. We just... Donnie will say this to you in a heartbeat because he introduced me to Mike Tyson on USA fights. Yeah, I remember that. He introduced me to the dude. He said, man, I saw a dude the other day. If he come back on, bro, you got to watch it. This was like in 85, 86. He said, man, if this dude come on, man, you got to watch it. He is his name, Mike Tyson. I'm like, oh, word. Okay. And literally it was Mike Tyson. It was Mike Mike. And this was, if people don't understand this either though, uh, Sean. They don't understand the levels of access that we have now. Like I'm literally sitting here recording this with a computer here, watching a game. None of this stuff would have been capable in 85. We didn't have this kind of access. And I can also scroll past the, the game and look up any information I wanted to right now. Right. It wasn't that way back then. So when you found these nuggets, they came slow. They came, you know, kind of, you know, wherever they came, but you had to be ready to accept those nuggets. And then you had to read about it, man. You had to go get Ring Magazine. You had to, listen, and the stuff radio, like paper, that to get information. The paper and the radio. Guys like me, guys like Sean would not have existed in 85. Uh, because they wouldn't have allowed us in their circle because they don't know us and we're not, we're nobodies basically. Um, but we have a medium now because of the technology. So, right. you know, back then, seeing Mike Tyson on USA Thursday Night Fights, it's Mike Tyson. Can you imagine Mike Tyson fighting for free on USA? Yeah, and you had ABC Wildwater Sports with... I watched... Um, Howard Cosell, so we got Muhammad to see Ali. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, yeah. 
When I was a kid, Very I didn't much. even know Muhammad Ali really wasn't fighting when I was that age. I didn't realize he was old because they show all his fights. Right. Okay, wild world of sports. Exactly. Right. I, you know, yeah. that's why Sugar Ray is my one of my favorite fighters. I watched a lot of Sugar Ray fights on Wild World of Sports. And when you see that on a Saturday, every Saturday after <laughs> after Superhost, <laughs> you become fixed yeah. on those things. And the you know, crazy it, part is, though, once Mike Tyson took off, that pretty much almost eliminated the, you know, getting free, good free fights on TV. After everything, everything was on pay-per-view or HBO. Um, at that point in time, you didn't get any anything on uh, like ABC or NBC. The no, money still got fights on ESPN, but they were always up and coming. Fighters, you it rarely never, got it. Was a, never those those superstars like we're yeah. You like never you saw last night on ESPN with Vasily. Uh, exactly. You know, you would have right. never seen a Vasily on on uh, ESPN back in the day. Um, right. Mike, and then that, you know that, uh, what was that? The Mike Spinks, uh, uh, Mike Tyson fight. Not Mike Michael. Yeah, yeah Michael Spinks. Mike Here's Tyson. Mike Spinks. That was like one of the biggest uh pay-per-view payouts in, in history at that time like they made a, a a crap ton of money on that and like you said once they saw the levels of money i don't have to just take the door yeah i don't just have to take the door i can take these points off this viewership too oh okay and that changed the game. Mike Tyson kind of and it kind of messed up the sport because after a while, yeah. Mike Tyson's fights were ended in so quickly, people weren't really paying for the pay-per-views anymore. But then you move into the you know whole Lennox Lewis era, uh who was like Floyd Mayweather era, and then people kind of got people got disenchanted with Floyd. Um, because Floyd was just better than everybody else. So, you know, people thought his fights were were, were boring. Yeah. His fights were boring, and so were Lewis's fights. Lewis Lewis's fights were boring. I don't care who he was fighting. This shit was boring. Only time he had an exciting fight it was when he was fighting Mike Tyson, because you just wanted to see Mike like kick him or something. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> you were expecting something else. It yeah. wasn't because uh, Lennox wasn't exciting to me at all. He no, was he wasn't. And there was nothing exciting. There's still there was nothing, nothing exciting. exciting about it. He was a boxing great fighter. A boxing pugilist. A great That's fighter. He, yeah, whatever. He was a great fighter, man. You can't uh, do whatever. I'm not. I'm not. Lennox Lewis is a great fighter. Lennox Lewis was, was, was decent. I'll give him that. He, he came he around when everybody else was old as hell. And he won a lot of fights against nobodies. Except for that fight he fought against, uh, what's the Russian kid's name? Uh, yeah, but he ain't look after that fight. He was like, "Yeah, I don't need to do this no more." <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm gonna give Lennox his props, man. Lennox was always he was a great, he was a solid fighter. Yeah, okay, I'll that's give you a discussion. That's I'll give you discussion. solid. Okay, I'll give you solid. I'll give you solid. He was a solid fighter. I'm not gonna stand here and tell. Listen, I, I, 
Donnie loves that guy. I can't stand him. No, nah, the love is a little bit too strong for me. I don't I don't love Lennox Lewis, but I respected him. I I don't I don't know that I disrespect him, but I wouldn't put my uh, uh stretch out on the respect level. I mean right. I have to say, and I don't even mean that in the way it sounds like, oh, he don't have no respect for him. It's not that. I just I'm not buying into this that he's some great fighter i just don't i'm sorry i just don't well, one of these days we'll have to go and dig with the dig into the archives look at the records look at his fight history that we kind of I'm looking at no records i i want to see who he fought you know? like i need to I'm see him. and, and when, go back and, and look and, and see were around who he when mike and them were, were beating the hell out of each other on mike and and, and, and uh holderfield and you know these guys were beating the hell out of of uh foreman and um Mora and these guys, where the hell were you at, bro? Some people you know will saying? say that Mike Tyson didn't have any competition. Well, you know what? Some people would, but if you go back and look at those uh, particular times when he was fighting, whoever he was fighting, except for when he, uh, you know, got out of uh, a jail, when he, before he got out of jail, he was fighting whoever was the number one contender. That's true. He fought whoever they said was the number one contender in each one of those. Right. So, so that's not necessarily his fault because that guy might have been a bum. He was, right. but he was trying to take that dude's title. And once he got all the titles, he took everybody up. You know, he, he was just better than everybody else at that time, and he had a style that nobody's ever seen before. That, nobody's ever seen still, that style since. And he still does. And I don't know what the hell is wrong with Roy Jones, but he need to rethink this fight. <laughs> Are you going to pay to see that fight? Uh, I don't know that I'm going to pay to watch it on my television, but I may pay to go somewhere to see it if that's I'm what not, I'm not even being bothered with that fight at all. Man, I already listen, know where that fight's going. I'm a Mike Tyson fan. I love Mike Tyson. He's my favorite fighter. He's my Muhammad Ali. That's who I grew up watching uh, in terms of heavyweights. My favorite fighter of all time is Sugar Ray Leonard, but Mike is my favorite heavyweight of all time. He's the guy okay. that I watched Dis decapitate some folks, man. I saw this dude punch a guy, and I swear I saw his soul come like out. Literally, right, like literally decapitate somebody. Man, like, like this dude is, is incredible. But trust me, I understand I'm watching a 53-year-old guy. I understand that Roy Jones is, I think he's 51. Close so, to it, yeah. You know, I know I'm watching too, because look, I'm 46. Trust me, I know I'm looking at two old dudes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see those two old men out there running around in the in the ring, man. I'm, that's they fought. That's but one thing what, that I don't I, I don't fall for the okie doke with boxing anymore and like these gimmicky fights. I didn't pay to see McGregor and, and, and Mayweather. No, I wouldn't like, pay to not, see that. I didn't I, even go I didn't, even, I didn't even go up to watch it. I'm like, I'm not watching this. No, nope. I know I didn't want to now, see that. There was no reason. I watched it like two weeks later on YouTube for free. I checked it I out. I would have I would have watched right. it if they would have done an MMA though. I would have yeah. paid for it if it was MMA. But Baby, I'm not an MMA fan. A, I, I can't get into UFC at all. I'm not a huge MMA fan, but I will watch it. And I, I, I respect it because it's actually a, a decent... I didn't like it at first. It grew on me as, okay. as a little bit... I've tried, man. I, I've older. tried. And then, of course, going to Vegas, being in Vegas a lot. Right. You you end up, you know, watching a lot of it or, you know, you see a lot of people gambling on it, blah, blah, blah. 
So you, you just kind of get... can't get into it, man. I've tried. My homeboys have invited me over. It's like, man, I'm going to get you in the UFC. You've got to watch this. And it's crickets, man. It's boring. I could never get into it. Um, I, I respect it. I just think it's, I think it's some, yeah, I think it's some stuff that I don't know that I want to get hit with nobody's elbow. Yeah, you're not, not at all. Like, I respect what they do. Anybody that's willing to put their life on the line and get into yeah. the ring or on the field of play or anything like that, I always give them respect. And I also admire um, the training that goes into it. And the yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's they, a they lot. All of that, man. That's crazy. But, uh, so yeah, so uh, America, we will be discussing boxing from time to time. You get when we have big fights. Um, the especially next on those, fight, yeah, especially on them big fights. Yeah, the next big one that's coming up, I believe, is Eric Spence and Danny Swift Garcia. Yeah. That's not until December. Uh, Bud Crawford is fighting in November, but he's not fighting. Bud Crawford, for whatever reason, can't get a big fight to save his life. Um, I don't know if that's politics involved or if nobody wants to fight him. But he should have had a big name fight. It's a little bit of both. I think he might need to fight one of those next tier guys, uh, and maybe that'll help him. Like if he he got to have an impressive fight against maybe somebody who everybody else sees as impressive. You know how boxing right. boxing is always politics. Yep, mm -hmm. always has so, been, always will be. Yeah, it ain't that ain't changing at all. So no. he probably needs to see. Uh, something like somebody like that, but uh, you know, as we go forward, we'll be we'll be talking about even some even though Sean doesn't like it a little bit of UFC stuff. Uh, we yeah, like if it's a big fight coming up, I'll try to make a point to to watch it and you know so we can we can discuss. Yeah, we try you know? to talk about a little bit of everything to keep everybody at least remotely uh, involved. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go ahead and close out this particular episode. I just, again, want to want to reiterate that when you're an angry, jaded, frustrated <laughs> Brown fan, you get angry, jaded, and frustrated. The one thing it's gonna be all right. is for certain if two things ain't for sure. I've, I've been a Browns fan my whole life. It ain't about to change today. But um, the hope and the faith is that the team will continue to try to get better uh, mentally, uh, philosophically, Spiritually. as well as physically, because they're going to have to figure something out to, to deal with these bullies that are uh, Pittsburgh and that are uh, the Ravens. They're not on the same field with those guys. Those guys are, they're going to hit you. They're going to punch you. They're going to scratch you. And until we get nasty and get somebody said the Browns need to hit the weight room. I know they don't <laughs> because the weight room that these guys need ain't a weight room. You got to fix this. Yeah, the heart. Your you got to your, your courage. Hey, you man, know, is there any way that, that we can either get Baker Mayfield baptized <laughs> by next week, have an exorcism, a seance, taking them to see a witch doctor? No, matter of fact, a hypnotist. Something. Because look, yeah, Baker, look, I'm talking to you need, now, Baker. We need to get him. Uh, we need to get him to see uh, Sidney Poitier's character from. Uh, right, let's, and, do uh, let's do it again. Look, Baker, I'm talking to you right now. I need you to be my quarterback. And you know what? Because I can't take it anymore. I can't take going into the offseason. 
You're looking for another dude, right, looking for another doggone quarterback, and everybody in the city debating and arguing about who we're supposed to draft. I just can't. I can't do it. And then I have to talk about it every day yeah. on my show. I don't want right. to do that. I don't want to talk to Sean because then, then you already heard Sean said he don't want to talk about it. So you know what that means? I'm gonna to talk to the grumpiest dude exactly. twice a week for forever exactly. until it's resolved, and he's still gonna be grumpy. Once it's resolved, until we've hit the spot where we all understand this is our right. guy. So blah, Baker, blah, blah. whatever you need to do to get your confidence back and, and, and play better. I don't know. You need some sweet potato pie, something. <laughs> I don't care. I need you to get this together. Get him some red velvet cookies, dog. So, yeah, I'll bake you a, a, a dozen batch of, of cookies. Chocolate Man. cookies. Like, you bro, know, we need you to figure this shit out, man. Need you to figure like, this out. Not, like, and, and so, and we'll talk about this on our on our Wednesday show, our midweek show about our preview. But just from my my thinking right now, I need you to have a big game. Screw the running game and all of that. I need to see you uh, perform at a high level for the not just for a half or just for a quarter for the whole game, man. But I'm gonna leave it at that because I don't want to get. You know, we'll get off on a tangent, then we'll have a three-hour show. What? You know, that's what we don't want to do. (laughs) We'll have at least a three-hour show. Um, So, yeah, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. We do want to try to wrap this up. Um, Again, thank you for listening. For those of you who listen, where uh, you can find us on Spotify, too, guys. uh, T-W-O and a mic on Spotify. Uh, on, and a mic 216, I'm sorry. On Spotify, we're also on um, Anchor. Uh, again, two guys and a mic 216. Um, we're on YouTube. You can come check us out where you can uh, physically look at our show as we record it. Uh, again, two guys, TWO and a mic 216. Come check us out, come subscribe. Make sure you subscribe when we come in, like something, holler at us. Uh, you can hit us up on email again. Tell us whether you like the show. Tell us whether the show sucks. Tell us whether the show doesn't suck. Tell us it's the best thing you've ever heard. Tell us that it might be the worst thing you've ever heard. The best part of the whole thing is whether we hear you or whether we don't hear you, we know that y'all hear us. And that's important to us. We want to get... Uh, viewership we want to get listenership up and we do care about what you guys say um to a certain extent <laughs> to a certain, <laughs> we know we don't we're not we come across as jerks but we're jerking to each other because we've known each other for forever i ain't going nowhere sean ain't going nowhere so i can exactly be a jerk to him or he can be a jerk to me and we're still going to be in the same space you know come wednesday we're going to be in the same space Come same back. bad time, same bad yeah, time. Yeah, it ain't going to change. We've been doing this for too long. But uh, you guys are new to this, so we're welcoming you into our area, into our space, which is why we kind of say, yeah, it's only going to change to a certain extent. Because we've been doing this for over 30 years. Um, so, But we do appreciate you guys. We do appreciate all the love that we're getting, all the viewership that we're getting um, on some of our uh prior shows, all of the listening that you guys are doing on our um, webs, I mean, on your, on our uh, podcast, the audio podcast, should I say. 
So we greatly appreciate you guys. We look forward to you guys uh, on Wednesday for our midweek show because we will have a Wednesday midweek show. And as we're talking, the Braves just went up two to nothing. And I believe this is the third inning uh, as we speak. So um, that's looking. uh, And they do have a new pitcher in there, and it didn't matter. (laughs) They ain't wasting any time. They ain't wasting no time. So, guys, we appreciate you. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for being around. Thank you for joining us. It means the absolute world to us. Sean, love you, bro. Love you, too, and I hope everyone has a good start to their work week um, starting tomorrow, and uh, everybody, you know, stay safe out there. Peace, y'all. This is Two Guys in a Mic. Your hosts are Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Our show is sponsored by The Christian Jaden Project. They can be reached on Facebook and on Instagram at The Christian Jaden Project. Also, they can be reached on the web at thechristianjadenproject.org. We're also sponsored by Renegade Soul. Renegade Soul can be reached on Facebook as well as on Instagram at Renegade Soul 216 and on the web at Renegade Soul 216.com. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you guys on our midweek show. Peace.